Hello, Rory McKiernan here and welcome to the Love and Courage podcast. This is an unusual episode, a very short episode. It's really a message of an apology, uh, an explanation and also of gratitude. Firstly, the apology. Um, As regular listeners to this podcast know, it's usually a conversation, usually around an hour long with an inspirational person from Ireland, from the US, somewhere else around the world. We've had incredible guests, very wise people that generously give up their time to share their thoughts and perspectives on their own lives and on the world at large. And it's it's a real gift to me to have those conversations face to face. And they've all been face to face so far. Um, But to share them with you, the listener, and I've heard back from so many people along the way of how much people have benefited and For me, that makes it all worthwhile. Um, The last few weeks in particular have been a little bit crazy for me, uh, more so than usual. I usually have a very full plate, but I always make it a priority to fit in the podcast. Um, But I failed. And that is the truth of the matter. I failed uh, to get one out in the last week or two. And the reason being is that I was finishing my book, spent a very long time, a few years now, uh, finishing a book that I've been writing. And I was just really in the final push for that. Uh, It's called Hitching for Hope, A Journey into the Heart and Soul of Ireland. And I'm really happy with it. Uh, I'm proud of myself to have finished it. I almost gave up a few times. I questioned myself. I doubted myself. As, as often happens with creative projects, particularly my first time ever writing a book. And it was really an endurance project as well. But it taught me a lot. It taught me about discipline and craft and dedication. And also, you know, so many magical things happened along the way, uh, you know, particularly in relation to my publisher, Chelsea Green, approached me. They're an American publisher from Vermont. Uh, they have a new office, or relatively new, in London. Um and they were very keen to publish it. And yeah, I, I couldn't refuse. I love their ethos. I love their values. Uh, they have similar worldview. Uh, they're fully behind the book. And we're going to be bringing it on tour in around Ireland, the UK, Canada, the US, and hopefully elsewhere in 2020. And I suppose that's all going to kick off in late March. The book is a story. Uh, It's a story about hitchhiking around Ireland with no money, no plan, no agenda, no expectations. A listening journey to listen to people's voices and views and visions about hope, about what needs to change in the world, about where people seek meaning and purpose or where they find connection. Um, It's a book about kindness, about humanity It's a book about suffering and injustice. It's a book about me and trying to navigate my own sense of uh, belonging, a sense of connection with Ireland, a sense of anger, um, and to catalyze and change that into, I guess, a positive force that I want to channel into, I suppose, hope. (laughs) That's what it's all about, hitching for hope. Um, hope can be this abstract concept and it can be seen as a passive thing as well, where we just almost sit around and hope something's going to happen. And that's not what this book's about. And it's not how I see hope at all. I see hope as very much an active process, an engaged process where we make hope, we take hope, we have a decision to have hope and 
mostly that takes place through an act. And this act, in this particular instance, has been writing a book, uh, the previous act being hitchhiking and listening. But it's an ongoing act in that even this podcast and the listeners I hear from, the guests I hear from, um, and the interaction with, with everybody around all of my work is it's a, a cycle of hope where we support each other and we get behind each other when we're struggling. And quite frankly, I've been working in the whole area of young people, community, mental health for probably around 20 years now. And it's clear to me that we're operating a very broken script in the world right now. And ecology speaks to that, the fires in Australia, the earth burning around us, um, storms and wake-up calls all around us in our political system and our economic system and mental health as it's become known or we might look at it as a soul health um, but there's a lot of disease, uh, dysfunction, despair and hope has never been more important hope for humanity, hope for our planet, hope for each other and that's why I do what I do that's what the book that's why I put thousands of hours into the book and that's why I didn't get a podcast out in the last few weeks because I needed to really dedicate myself to getting that as good as I could get it and getting it ready for publication and I was under deadlines and deadlines can be good I don't always like them but they can get you over the line and uh, so yeah I kind of wanted to explain and somewhat apologize because for me it is important to honor you, the listener, and particularly the patrons, those of you that have chipped in, whether it be $5 or euros a month or 10 or some people 20, um, but particularly those that contribute monthly, um, I really value that. And it's not just about the money, all the money, and there isn't, there isn't a huge amount of money coming in, but it all gets spent back into production and advertising to help more people find and reach the podcast in different countries. And as, I, as I've mentioned before, we've listeners in over 30 countries, sometimes over 40, which is pretty incredible, really. And yeah, I want to honor you all and particularly you patrons that have believed in me and believed in the podcast and got behind it. And I hope you can stick with me. I hope you understand where I'm at with that right now. I do have a huge uh, list of people that I've lined up to do podcasts. Um, it's a small matter of finding the time. As as many of you know, I moved to the west coast of Ireland over a year ago. I now live with my beautiful wife, Susan Quirk, uh, in Lahinch, County Clare. And um, yeah, I've been bunkered down here for the last few weeks. So I haven't got out to Dublin or some of the other towns and cities to meet some of the guests that I've lined up. So please bear with me. I promise I'm going to be back with a super episode in a matter of weeks. And and please, if you haven't checked out the full archive, do have a little poke around there. Of course, there are many other good podcasts all over the Internet, so you won't be short for choice. Um, but I, I do appreciate you returning. And um, yeah, what else to say? A couple of little other announcements. This time of the year, it's, it's a special time. It's uh, the solstice time, the darkest day of the year, but also when when light triumph or, triumphs over dark. Uh, our ancestors celebrated these occasions and these milestones in the annual calendar, and they're important to me. Uh, Christmas is part of that. It's a festival of light, a festival of community. Never mind the the consumption that goes on. Um, you know, we all 
like presence or give presence. They're all things, but it's a cliche, maybe a cheesy cliche to say, but the presence of presence is, uh, is, is where it's at, is, is just to be present and to step back from some of the madness, really. And, and I do see it as madness and insanity. Some of what I see on TV or on the radio or online, uh, some of the conversation I hear is, is I feel, and I include myself in this, so I'm not particularly judging um, people too harshly because it's so easy to just fall into all the shit and get lost in it all and to remind ourselves to step back and be present. Uh, meditation, as you know, is, is a huge force, a huge tool. It's learnable, it's accessible, it's free. Even if you don't meditate, to take just quiet moments for yourself, away from the smartphone, away from the laptop, um, away from family even sometimes, away from noise, away from distraction, and just have a little check-in with yourself and give yourself a pat on the back and say, well done for making it through the year and and just have a little think about what you'd like out of the new year ahead to hope, to make hope, to make plans to make hope and to really cultivate that kind of inner world. Um, so much of our activism or the change we want to see in the world has to start with the inner cultivation, the inner change. And then from then on, we, we cultivate it through our community, through our families, and then we can ripple out into the world. Um, I think a, pr a practice around gratitude is vital in all of this as well to sometimes just step back from getting caught up in what's not working well, what, what we don't have, where the injustice lies, where the lacks and the gaps lie. It's, it's so easy to, to wallow, to dwell, to focus only on that and if we have food in our belly, a roof over our head, if we have friend, a friend, multiple friends, we have loved ones in our lives, if we have someone we can reach out to, then there's a lot to be grateful for. If we have fresh air, if we don't have a war around us or violence, if we've been educated, if we can read, if we can write, if we can walk, if we can talk, just simple things that... I suppose the opposite of gratitude is to take things for granted. And, you know, right now I'm on a little bit of a ramble, obviously, and I suppose I'm just saying things that I need to remind myself of. They're, they're straightforward things. They're obvious. There's nothing too amazing in anything I'm saying now, but it's just a reminder for myself. And if someone gets a, a reminder out of this as well, then then I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for you for hanging with me, for listening, for supporting. Uh, I'd love if you could get behind the book in some way. I'll be doing launches and talks and workshops all around the topics of the book. Um, and I'm, I want to make it a community affair. So I'll, I'll be needing support to, to launch it into different countries and hopefully get creative with that. And I'm open to ideas. If, if people want to email me, you can get me at podcast at loveandcourage.org. That's podcast at loveandcourage.org. I'm always um, interested in new patrons, donors, sponsors, but I don't want to make this about money. Uh, it really is a two-way street and already people have been more than generous and more than kind with all the support behind the book and behind all of the work that I do. 
And I have some other news that I'm going to share um, maybe at the next episode. But uh, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's lots in store for 2020 and I'm really excited to share all that. Um, yeah, just to backtrack a little bit. Um, this time of the year, it's it, the big focus is around family, I guess, and community. And I've been in touch with a lot of, um, well, a few asylum seekers that are have been transported and, and relocated to live in, in the west of Clare here. And it's been more than inspiring to educating educational inspiring i don't know i don't really have the words to do it justice to see a small town around milltown malby uh come behind these all young men uh that are asylum seekers from all different parts of the world and different religions different faiths different skin colors um recently some of those men were relocated with i think 24 hours notice um there's a lack of humanity, a lack of decency, a lack of respect from the institutional structures that say they're there to care and support and um, honour people. But it's clear in Ireland anyway, the direct provision system doesn't do that. But that's true in so many other countries. And there's nothing worse than the drownings in the Mediterranean and the, the camps in Libya. But I've also been so taken by these young men that I've met and they're not all young most of them are young men that there's just something in their presence around gratitude around the humility that they carry where they actually don't have anything they have no income they're not allowed work they have no home they have to share rooms often in cramped conditions they've no certainty over will they be allowed to stay in Ireland, what their future holds. One man I met last night, I'm guessing he's around 24. He hasn't seen his mother in four, five years, he told me. And yeah, that for me speaks back to just the gratitude of what I have, um, the injustice of what many in the world don't have, and also the shared connection of offering solidarity, not charity, but solidarity, where in connecting with these folk, these people from around the world, these, I don't even like to label people as refugees or asylum seekers, fellow human beings. There's an exchange that has been taking place in Milton Malby, and I've seen it elsewhere around Ireland and the world, where we learn from each other, we grow together, we enrich each other, we uplift each other and that's to be celebrated and elevated and replicated and all the crap that's going on in the political system is in many ways the toxic swamp and the opposite of that are healthy, vibrant, loving communities and I've, I've it's just been a beautiful thing to witness that. Um, I've been a little bit involved, not heavily involved and I'd like to do more and I'd like to continue to challenge myself to do more because there are many times I don't feel I'm doing enough. But that's all part of it too. There's a time for pushing, a time for challenging yourself and then a time for stepping back as well and resting and renewing. And with that in mind, 
I have a special gift for you now, and uh, that is my wife's latest release, her latest song. She's a, a, a beautiful, talented singer, songwriter, musician. And this, her latest release, is a winter song, a solstice song, but it's, we've described it as, a, or I've described it as a bam for the soul, a soul soother. And um, you'll hear now the stunning music, con- musical contributions from the, the incredibly talented um, musical legends, really, Colm Quirney on guitar, Justin Carroll, keyboards, Rob Malone on bass, and Colin McEnumera on violin. It's a, a beautiful song. And uh, you can find a video as well. It's, it's majestic. It's on YouTube. So it's Susan... S-U-S-A-N, Quirk, Q-U-I-R-K-E. It's been getting radio play already. Special thanks to Fake Now or Brannon from the Hot House Flowers, who does a great, various shows on RTE. Um, he's often on the late date and different shows. Um, Fake Now, Gavin Glass, a few other DJs have been playing it. Um, video has been getting great traction as well. She's on Spotify, iTunes, all those various places. Susan Quirk, the song is called Winter's Here. And uh, I offer that up to you now to listen to uh, with huge love, huge gratitude, wishing you all whenever or wherever you're listening to this. Uh, it, it may not be around Christmas time, may not be winter. You may be in New Zealand, you may be in Australia and um, wherever you are. I hope you get to lie back, enjoy this music and, um, and my wish from you from the West Coast of Clare is that hope that 2020 that the that whenever you get to listen to this that that hope is something that you carry with you that you march forward with in your heart that you make it happen whatever it takes and that's for me where the courage comes from so this kind of ingredient this formula that we're working with love courage hope humanity action rest renewal and good music enjoy Susan Quirk, Winter's Here. 